to the mom who keeps everything together all the time. The daughter who wants to give her parents more than they could fix their minds to imagine. The wife who always puts her husband and family first. The friend who has all the answers and the woman who knows there is so much more out there for her than this. She may not even know what this is, but she knows there is more. You are heard, you are appreciated, and you deserve more. With the weight of the world's expectations and the guilt that we as women carry, sometimes it feels as if you are last on the list. I promise you can do it all and have it all, but you can't do it alone. You just need support. Welcome to the house. I'm inviting you into a safe place to help our universal sisterhood expand. We focus on creating opportunities for women everywhere to share their achievements, face their fears, have genuine conversations about their true feelings, and discuss the real-life obstacles they face daily without bias. Now let's dive deep into today's episode. Welcome to the House Podcast. I am your host, Hannah Lynn Wallace, and I am so excited to welcome the wonderful, beautiful, most amazing Marilyn Shaw to the Welcome to the House Podcast. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for you to be here, and I just need to give you guys a quick disclaimer. We are in the middle of Hurricane, I think, Ida, Edda, something, and it's raining and my whole family's here. I usually record when nobody's home. So you're liable to hear some noises in the background, but it's going to be okay. We are, um, we're going to jump right into it. So you are the host of Live and Share podcast. Um, yes. Your business is called Live and Share and you are also a best-selling author. So please give yourself this amazing introduction that I know you have because I am going to bombard you with questions. Oh, thank you. Uh, yes, I am the founder of Live and Share, which is an age, a digital agency where I support small businesses to help them maximize exposure from public relations to marketing services. And I also have a faith-based component to that. I'm also the founder of, well, host of the Live and Share podcast, where I have honest conversations with successful individuals where they share not only their success, but they also talk about their commitment to faith. And then I'm proud to be a best-selling author for the book, It's Possible, where I share a very um, gut-wrenching story about how I survived a mental breakdown and what it took for me to overcome that, the counseling process, the healing work that was all involved, and ultimately just the process of me being restored through the Lord. So that's me in a nutshell for the most part. I am. I'm so excited and I have had the pleasure of meeting you one time and it was wonderful. I hope to see you again. Um, So I want to talk about when you started Live and Share. So you started Live and Share in 2017, and now you have kind of really transitioned into entrepreneurship. So explain to me what that transition was like for you um, and really what caused you to just feel this urge or like this need in your soul to really expand your platform from like where you were and what your background was in to just move into entrepreneurship and then really begin this journey and what it's been like over the course of the last three years for you? So when I first started, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. My skill set and background is in public relations and marketing. So that was my primary focus. I worked one-on-one with clients, helping them in that area and was very successful at doing it. I had an opportunity to travel and be a media personality with Black Enterprise, um, Essence Festival, interviewing celebrities and working with just various people. I also had my hands in event planning where I was able to plan one of the largest natural hair beauty expos in Florida. And from there, you know, I gained a lot of success with the business. And in addition to the business, I was working, still is working full time as a public relations coordinator for St. Petersburg College. But once COVID hit, uh, I had a real uh, aha moment because I was at the beginning of 2020. My business was pretty much skyrocketing. I was building a team. I was getting ready to really um, bust at the seams at this point. I was actually coming back from a business trip 
in Atlanta with the client. And once I got back, that's when COVID really started ramping up. Everything started shutting down. And once that started happening, contracts were getting getting ready to close. Um, people were pulling back. So everything that I planned for the year came to a screeching halt. And that's when I had a real come to Jesus moment where I- You love those? Um, yes. <laughs> It doesn't feel good all the time, but that I can honestly say was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. And I can remember it clear as day where the Lord told me that I would not work one-on-one with clients anymore. And that's a scary thing when you're talking about money. I'm a very goal-driven or young lady. I like to put things in front of me, get it done and be super accomplished. But when now you're telling me I can't work one-on-one with clients anymore, and this is super fresh and brand new to me, And where I actually started, before I even got to that point, when COVID hit, I said, all right, only thing I left is really, okay, let's go to the foundation of this. And to be completely honest with your listeners, I said, all right, girl, you catch COVID and something were to happen to you and you die, where you going? I'm like, well, I know the Lord, but I don't know him like that. So I got real honest and said, I can go to hell, to be completely honest. So from there, I started really... I just got laser focused with my relationship with the Lord. And I started hearing from the Lord clearly more than ever, especially when you're accustomed to hearing it from the pulpit. Um, I'm a church girl through and through, but now that I hear him for myself and now the first thing he's telling me is let me strip you from your business and what you know it to be and to be something completely different. That was a complete faith walk. And Then once that started happening, he slowly but surely started unveiling to me, I want you to do a um, Bible study. So I started doing that online and it gained a lot of traction. People started reaching out to me and was just, I was amazed by how many people were impacted by the Bible study that I was doing online. And then it turned into now I'm offering digital um, courses for people. So everything that I was doing one-on-one with clients, I'm now shifting that to be completely offered digitally for folks where they can still get all the skill sets and tools and things that I've learned from PR and marketing, but now it's at their fingertips. It's a little bit on on demand. And the beautiful thing about the transition is it's faith focused. You know, there's so many, you know how it is as an entrepreneur, you're on this rat race of go, 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 go. You're trying to keep up with this cycle and it can literally drive you crazy because you have the demands of your business. You have the demands of your home. You still have your own personal goals and things. And it just gets to be too much. But I can tell you one thing for sure is that I've never had this much peace that I have now than I've ever had before, even though a lot has transitioned and changed. The piece that I have now, it literally surpasses all understanding. So that's been the transition so far. Very new, very fresh, but I have a lot more peace about it now than I did before in business. So I just want to tell you, I think that is amazing. And I'm so thankful that you transitioned our sort of conversation into now this real faith-based conversation because you know, I I really wanted to touch on that. And I have, I have my notes here and I have my questions and so much of it is related to this faith-based relationship that we have with God. And we have through this walk of entrepreneurship, because we have high highs and we have low lows. And sometimes it's hard to get on the same page with God. And it's hard to recognize that sometimes the things that we want for ourselves are not the things that God has for us. So um, I was listening to something that you, I think maybe it was either a podcast that you had done or a Facebook live. It was something and you said, take inventory of your mind and of your thoughts and walk in your purpose. And it's not so much the purpose of what you think your walk should be, but what your purpose is in the Lord. So I want you to touch on that for us here. You know, it's interesting that you, for me, in this faith walk, everything that I'm literally sharing, I'm learning it at the same time. And that pretty much builds the premise of the platform of live and share. I'm literally living and sharing it at the same time. And when the Lord revealed that to me, honestly, this morning, he took it a step further to help me to unpack the word insecure. 
sometimes the thoughts that we have in our mind is stemmed from a place of insecurity. And secure, insecurity is everything wrapped in fear and anxiety. And some of the thoughts that we have in our mind, it's pretty much at the root cause of it. And when you are walking this life and choosing to live in faith, there's no fear or anxiety can be wrapped up inside of that. Now, it's not easy. It doesn't happen like this, the light switch. It's a process. So taking the inventory of your thoughts is simply a practice of, okay, instead of you just running through your mind, all the negative things of what if this goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? What if I do this wrong? What if my business fail? What if nobody buys anything? Like you're, you're having all these thoughts of insecurity wrapped in fear and anxiety. It's a moment for you to stop. So I am, I'm so thankful that you transitioned our conversation into, um, you know, really being faith-based and walking in your faith and walking in really what God has for you. So one thing that you um, talked about, I'm not sure if it was on a podcast or if it was on a live, but you said, take inventory of your thoughts and walk in your purpose. And so I want, I want you to explain that. I want you to dissect that. And I really want to get a real understanding of, of what that means, because I know so often we have our own thoughts and we believe that we know what's best for us. And if you are very hard headed like me, you and the Lord don't always agree. So I really want, I want to be able to dissect that for, for the listeners and really get through walking in your purpose and not just the purpose that you believe you should be walking in, but the purpose that the Lord has for you. You know, that's a good question because with the platform Live and Share, it's literally me being completely transparent about my faith walk in real time. I'm living this thing out and sharing it. And when the Lord gave me that revelation during my devotional time about taking inventory of your thoughts, it's because even this morning, he was showing me how the word insecure is wrapped in fear and in anxiety. And a lot of the behaviors and thought processes that we have is wrapped up in fear and in anxiety. Fear of, will things happen the right way? Will my plan work out? Or I know what's best for me. And we like the idea of, you know, having a relationship with the Lord. But when you take inventory of your thoughts, you're paying attention to, okay, instead of just allowing yourself to go through this cycle and process of, you know, this is what if or what not, all these different things, you're literally stopping and paying attention to, okay, what does the word of God say about me? What is his plan and will for my life? And that's the process of taking inventory. And if there's anything that doesn't line up or doesn't fall into his will, that's where you know, okay, that's from me. That's not from him. How do I transition this process? And another aspect that he was showing me is with this triangle effect of your mind, then you have your will, which is the decisions that you make, and then your emotions. And when you start with your mind and take an inventory of the thoughts that you have, for me in entrepreneurship, yes, I was successful in the beginning, but I would show up in rooms with fear and anxiety. So what would happen is I would have you know, this level of insecurity about, you know, will I get this client? Will they like me enough? Do I have to lower my prices? Do I, you know, all these fears started bubbling up, which led to the will aspect, the decisions that I made. So now, instead of me actually leaning into where the Holy Spirit is telling me, no, do this, and then I turn and go the opposite direction, it ends up taking you down this longer road, and then it affects your emotions. Now you're not settled about it. You feel uneasy. You're like, oh my God, you're anxious, and you're just constantly in this cycle. But if you start with your mind, what are those thoughts? What are those thoughts that are coming to you telling you you're not good enough? You don't have all the qualifications like somebody else. Or why are you even doing entrepreneurship? Why are you taking this leap of faith? Your family's saying you're crazy. Like you have all these thoughts that are just bombarding you. But taking, yeah, but taking the time to actually stop 
and really pray in that moment and saying, Lord, and being honest, prayer doesn't necessarily have to be like this all long drawn out process, but literally just being honest with the Lord and communicating with them saying like, look, man, I'm confused. I don't know what to do. Give me a sign. You know, I'll stop what I'm doing right now, but just give me some sort of sign and he'll do it for you. He'll absolutely open up the door and show you and tell you what direction to go. And then when you go through that process, now you're leaning into, okay, my decisions line up with his will. You have that peace that surpasses all understanding and your emotions are not all over the place. And that's when you're truly walking in your purpose. I love the scripture where it says he knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb. So before the desire came for your parents to have you or not have you, your life was designed with a very specific purpose. And that purpose may evolve. It may be one thing in one season, like it was for my business. It was that for one season, but then now it's evolved into something else where my purpose is serving a different capacity for other people. And that transition side of it, that's another whole aspect of where you have to lean in and have faith in God. So your answer to my question is bringing me into two other questions I had, kind of both wrapped up in one. So kind of some of the answers that you you were saying, some of the things you were talking about is really not allowing your emotions to overtake you and, and, and affect the relationship that you have with the Lord. And the one thing I have written down that I heard you say before is don't allow your emotions to lead you. So if you're somebody like me who does have that anxiety and does struggle with that fear and knows that I am capable and I, I can do it, but I also have the devil on one side and the angel on the other. That's like, yeah, you can, but what if you don't? Or yeah, you can, but what if it doesn't go the way that you expected it to go? What is What kind of advice would you give me or anybody who thinks like me when I do find myself in those situations where I let my emotions lead me and, and I'm not allowing the Lord to lead me? What are some things that I could do or some steps that I could take to put myself in a position to remove those emotions from my being and and have more of a relationship with my, my spirituality or my spiritual being so that I can no longer allow my emotions to lead me, but to allow my God to lead me. The number one thing I would say is that your, your first 30 minutes, I don't really want to put a time on it. Your devotional time with the Lord is crucial. When you, it's hard for you to put your emotions in check when you are used to running and living by them all the time. And it's just, some people look at like, oh, that's your personality. You know, that's just your secret sauce of how you are. And it works sometimes. However, if you're trying to curve that and you're trying to use it in a more purposeful manner, your devotional time with the Lord becomes critical because it's just you and him. It's not you and the kids, you and the husband, you and your friends. It's just you and him. And he can give you that gut check or reality to say, you know what? When you have this incident, or do you remember how yesterday you responded to your client in this manner? He'll always ask me, well, why did you do that? And then I'll just give like a, you know, because, you know, that's just how I felt in the moment. Then he'll dig even deeper. Well, why did you feel that way in that moment? And then it starts this process of where you're literally having a conversation with the one that created you to help you to unpack why you respond in that way. Then once you come out of that devotional time, when you have another test, because another test is going to come, that's just, that's a part of life. That's a part of our growth process and our spiritual walk. You will be more cognizant of it and you just won't rush into a response, but it will cause you to slow down a little bit more and saying, okay, I'm not going to respond in this way. My emotions are telling me to do this, but Lord, what are you trying to tell me to do in this moment? And I can tell you from experience, I've felt this test plenty of times. 
Even this week, I felt this test. It was literally like I had it. And then like not an hour later, I had it again. But the second time that I had it, I'm like, all right, Lord, I'm going to pass this time. Show me what I need to be paying attention to. And the best thing that I can tell anyone is silence is golden. Mm, my, my mom she told me that my whole life he said the lord can't hear you if you're never quiet and yes. i've always got something going on in the background that limits my opportunity to hear god talk to me and my dad has been telling me that for 29 years <laughs> but silence is gold i'm glad that your father said that because even my mom her biggest thing is like i'm not quick to respond I mean, I could be telling her a story about something and be so passionate and so like, and I'm just looking at like, like, why aren't you responding? Why aren't you saying, and she'll just be sitting there quiet Mm -hmm. looking. And then she may even get back to me the next day with a response. But in that moment, she's always reminding me that you don't have to be so quick to respond to what seems to be an emergency or something that's needed of you right then and there. That delayed time is you leaning into, Lord, I want to go in your direction and not my own. And especially as entrepreneurs, we feel like we have to be like on the go. We have to be quick. We don't want to miss something. But when you start to lean into your faith more than your own ability, it allows room for the Lord to actually operate. It gives you this peace and confidence to know that in my waiting, he's going to take care of it all. Even if it's the, even if the door is going to close, even if I don't get the deal, even if the client says no, that process of waiting means I am neglecting that devil on the side that's trying to tell me to go otherwise. And I'm leaning in through my choices by saying, I'm going to move in the direction that the father tells me to do. And I also want to tell people that your devotional time is daily. It's not a Sunday, a Wednesday, every now and then when your girls meet up for a quick, no, it's a daily thing. And it doesn't have to be a religious thing, meaning that you have to do it for 30 minutes at blah, 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 blah time. No, just purpose, be purposeful in the process. Get up in the morning before, you know, your day really gets going and have that one-on-one time with the Lord. And over time, you'll grow. You'll start getting stronger in the process. And the, there's a scripture that talks about the Lord rewards those who diligently seek after him. When you're diligent in the process of seeking his intention and his will, he's going to reward you. And the beautiful thing about scripture is there's no, there's no lies in it. We live in a world now where we can hear a lie all the time. and just kind of like we have to run it through our meter of, is this true or not? But when you're reading the scripture, there's no lie to it. It's 100% truth, proven time and time again, over and over and over. So when he says he will will reward those who diligently seek him, the reward is coming, period. But you have to be patient because it will happen on the Lord's time, not on your time. And that's one thing that I'm working on. Um, And so something that, you know, I keep hearing you say is purpose, purpose, purpose. And another thing I want to touch on, which is the second component of the question I just asked was, I listened to your podcast that you did with Dr. Keita Joy, who I think is absolutely amazing. And you guys were talking about um, not allowing perfection to overshadow your purpose. So now we've gotten over this emotional disconnect, right? Now we are separating our emotions from our intellect. We're focused on having this relationship with God and allowing him to lead us. But then we get to that perfectionism. So what are some things that we can do or some steps that we can implement to get over this perfectionism that we are suffering from in order for us to live in our purpose? Because we have we're growing and building this relationship. We have overpowered our emotions at this point. And now we're working diligently to live in our purpose, but we're struggling so hard with perfectionism, which I have mentioned in the beginning of this call that I 
I am really working on overcoming perfectionism in the best way that I can because I will I will wait forever to do anything because it's not perfect and then it's never going to get done. So so the next step that that I would need to take after overpowering my emotion is now overpowering my perfectionism. So how can I walk in the Lord, walk in my faith, walk in my purpose and get over everything having to be perfect all the time? Perfectionism keeps you at a standstill. It's like you're scared to make a decision because you're fearful of, will you make the right decision? Will this choice be the right one for me? Am I hearing you? Like it keeps you in this place of where you're not moving. And the key thing of that is you are trying to make the decision. And you can't, you have to let the Lord to lead you. Yes. Yeah, there we go. You just did. I answer my own question. That's the control. That's that's the control of of a perfectionist. So I mean, I get it. So what can I do? Tell me what. Save me, Marilyn. <laughs> what can I do? I would tell you to lose control. I suffered with that, and I'm learning even every single day to lose control. Literally, take my hands off the wheel and allow the Lord to lead me. And it does not feel good all the time. It's very scary. It's uncertain. We're literally living in times of uncertainty. And when you, for me, what helps me the most is prayer. As simple as it is, I think we underestimate how powerful it is. I remember there was a time where I went through this season where the Lord had me um, getting up like six o'clock in the morning, praying until the sun came up. And that really helps me to understand that during that time of prayer, I would literally have like a list of like people, you know, I was praying for, but then he had me saying certain scriptures as I was praying. But then after that was all done, and the, as my day really got going and started happening, you know, every negative thing that could happen started coming my way. And normally I would try to fix it or put it a certain way, but he would remind me about that time of prayer. Instead of me feeling like I needed to be in control, I had, I had to respond, I had to do all these different things. He would just remind me, I'll see you in the morning get up in the morning, whatever this is, take it there and I'll take care of it. And then the next thing I know was like, things were just starting to line up. Things were starting to move. Things were in a different, it wasn't, I, and it was so beautiful because I was so used to doing it within my own strength and you get depleted. Our bodies, our mind, there's a, there's a capacity to it. There are limitations, but being led by the Holy Spirit, there is literally no limitations whatsoever. Anything that's needed to be done, any concern, issue, problem, goals, aspiration, issues, you literally can take it to the Lord in prayer and experience breakthrough. And it's so amazing because we're taught to use your gifts and talents and to go and chase and do all these different, I love that whole drive of being a hustler and going after goals and filling your calendar and getting things done and the way that you feel of being accomplished. But can I tell you, there's another secret? I need it. Give it to me. <laughs> um, I, I am open to all secrets. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing like taking that list of to-dos taking it to the father and saying, what is it that you need me to do today? Not tomorrow, not yesterday. And hearing him say, take this off the list. Only focus on this one thing. And as you focus on that one thing, the other things that you put off on the list is already being taken care of. I can't really say, how does that happen? Or where does that come from? It's because you made the decision to walk in faith. Faith is the substance of things 
hope for, but there are no evidence to it. You don't know how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, where it's going to happen, but you're literally walking in faith. And the scripture we hear all the time, it's always an Instagram meme, is faith without works is dead. <laughs> well, let me tell you this. My husband and I, we recently took a huge faith step and seed in our home we purchased it five years ago and i now consider we're parents and waiting we've been married for 13 years and we're waiting to actually have children it has not happened i've been told by numerous of doctors that it can't happen all these different things and one day i was reading and we were toiling back and forth with should we sell the house should we not you know, it's two bedrooms. If we have a child, you know, we could make it work or whatever. So I was reading and literally it's like the words of that scripture just jumped off the page where it said about faith while works is dead. And more importantly, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, we have to sell the house because if we're believing that God is going to do this for us, by us selling, it's literally going to open up the door for that seed of faith to be planted in the ground for the Lord to activate and move on our behalf. I'm not saying to anyone, you know, go do this to make this happen or go do, you know, God is not no genie in the bottle type of situation. No, but the actions that we take, the decisions that we make are the steps of faith and helps us to have not only have a stronger relationship, but more importantly, it's pleasing the Lord. You have to think about your decisions from this perspective. What am I doing? To, everything that I'm doing, is it pleasing me? Is it pleasing my family? Is it pleasing my kids? Is it pleasing, you know, we do a lot of things just to uphold an image or to please someone else or whatever. But the number one person that you should be pleasing is the Lord. And when you're wrapped up in that and your focus is there, everything else, that's a piece of cake. It'll be taken care of. I, I just want you to know that I needed this conversation so much more than you could possibly imagine because I have been getting my behind handed to me in my life and in my business all of 2020. And I feel like the closer I get to God, I take 10 steps backwards in life. And for me, I, I've, I've, I have always, I've always lived in this faith-based bubble. Uh, that's what I call it. I've, I, I was raised in the church. My, my father is a very spiritual and biblical human being. Everything that happens, you open the book, everything that you need to talk about, you go straight to the book, everything that you're going through in life, there's a Bible verse for it. And, and growing up and even as a teenager and into my young adulthood, having a relationship with my dad was, was hard because it was never a regular conversation. It was never like a father giving his daughter advice. It was always, well, what does the book say? Or what is this? Or what is that? And it was so biblical that at one point I turned away from God and not so much that I turned away from God, but I turned away from the church. And so one thing that I wanted to talk to you about was what would you say to somebody who has had these negative experiences with church people or God people, or, or they look at Christianity and their relationship with God solely as an organization of some sort, and not that this is a, this is a real faith-based walk that you have to live in. And where I still struggle and I work very hard every single day, and I try to say it in the most pleasing way to God. And honestly, usually I don't, but it, it's not, I don't think it's hard to be a good person. I think that we as human beings should live in a way that is pleasing to God. But the, the, the smallest component of that is just being kind to those around us, loving thy neighbor as thyself, treating others the way that God would be treating them or Jesus would have treated them, you know, back in, in, in those Bible days. Right. And so for me, I struggled with my walk because 
my, I was, I was told so many times that you can't have a relationship with God if you don't go to church. And I didn't believe that. I don't believe that. Although I think that when you're in church and when you are developing relationships with church members or people in your faith family, you're bound to grow your relationship with God because you're surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals who are also growing their relationships with God. And so you're putting yourself in a position for success. Just like if you're an entrepreneur, you want to be in a group of entrepreneurs. If you're a mom, you want to be in a group of moms. So if you are a Christian walking in faith, or you live in this faith-based bubble, you want to be in church with a church family that is helping to guide you through your, your journey and your faith walk. And so I did struggle with that for a long period of time. And, and a lot of it had to do with church hopping for so long in my life and having these really positive experiences with people and having these really negative experiences with people. And, you know, with my husband, he had some very poor experiences with church people. And so for the a long part of our relationship, you know, we have been together for going on 12 years and we started dating very young. And one of the things that I would always hear from those around me or in my family was you shouldn't be with somebody and you're not equally yoked. You're not equally yoked. You're not this, you're not that. And, and for me, it wasn't up to me to decide what was in his heart. It was up to God to decide what was in his heart. And I knew that he had a heart for God, but he had been burned so badly by these church people that he had absolutely no desire to submerse himself in a church with other church people who are likely to burn him in the same way that others did. So a lot of times we struggled in our relationship because I wanted to be in church as a family. I wanted to go to church on Sunday mornings and breakfast after. I wanted to sing worship, you know, together as a family. I wanted my children to be raised in Sunday school in the way in which I was. But I couldn't find a church home that my husband would be comfortable with if he wouldn't even go with me. How are we going to do that? And I, I, when I tell you there are things in life that are unseen and there are things that you may not ever understand. And even for me and my walk with faith every day is a struggle. But when I tell you, I have prayed for this man to walk into a church with me probably every single day for the last almost 12 years. And this year we have gone to church almost every Sunday since COVID. Our children go, we go together, we worship together. We, we, he does his notes on his phone. I do my notes. We have conversations. When COVID was happening, we were watching church at home. And for me, that is just proof that nobody knows your heart. If you have a heart for God, it's only for God to judge you for that. And that's one thing that I I will always say, and, and I don't know that anybody will ever be able to change my mind or my perspective on that, but the real purpose of this long drawn out question is just to find out what, what sort of advice or guidance would you give to somebody who knows that, the, that, that God is real and God is yearning for a relationship with us and he did make us individually in his own image and he loves us all the same. What type of guidance would you give them if they are trying to, to walk this spiritual walk or live in this spiritual journey and they just, they can't, they can't make it work. They can't understand it. They can't grasp it. And they've been burned so badly by these church people or these people who claim to be Christians and, and their life walk does not give an example of Christianity or an example of the Lord. How would you advise somebody to open their hearts to something that, like you said, we can't see. It's all a faith walk. But if I'm constantly being burned by these people who claim to love the Lord, how can I, how can I find a way to accept this to be real? It's so amazing that you asked this question because everything you're describing literally is something that I've experienced myself. And what's so unique about our generation we're fed up with things not being real we want things to be authentic we want it to be through and through and when there's nothing like being raised in the church and experiencing the presence of God and just being around other people and fellowshipping there's nothing like that right but over time things have started to happen where 
people, unfortunately, as a believer, their life now becomes a performance to God instead of a relationship. Let me not sin in this way so that I can, one, make it to heaven, two, uphold my image, and three, still condemn those that haven't found the way. And it's become this vicious cycle where unfortunately it's pushed people to where they don't want to have nothing to do with the church. And unfortunately they feel as if they don't want to have anything to do with God, but we're in the right season for things to change. Because if you look in the Bible, it does talk about we're the church, our actual, I'm a church, your church, your husband is, your kids is, each in every one of us, we are. And our mindset now is kingdom mindset. That means where you are, that's you're bringing the kingdom there. Where I am, I'm bringing the kingdom there. And the only way people will be reached is by the lifestyle that we lived. I would have never imagined that I would have been doing a Bible study on Facebook Live when I was comfortable with my relationship with the Lord being on Sunday morning. I was terrified to do something like that. But the moment that I opened up and was completely honest and shared what I was hearing from the Lord through my devotional time, people started asking more questions. They started being more curious what looked like on the outside. They were just curious about what you're doing, but reality, they're chasing after God. They're chasing after that one thing that's always been missing. And we're in a place in an environment now where things are being turned upside down. The church is where you go. It's not where you feel like you have to be in a building. And those that have been living life that way, you know, they're going to come to a point where they're going to have to look in the mirror and really ask themselves the question is, is God really pleased? Am I really being led by the Holy Spirit or am I being led by legalism and religion? Am I being led by, you know, someone else's expectation of me because I have this title or because I have, you know, all these traditional things. And I am of the school of thought of, I am anti-tradition. I am anti-religion, but I'm all things having a personal one-on-one encounter and relationship with the Lord. There's nothing like it. Nobody can take it from you. Nobody can give it to you. You don't have to have, you don't have to have this desire to be sitting in a pool in a pew like you used to. Like all those things have been disrupted. And what that does for you is it increases your faith even more to where now you can experience the Lord in your business, at the grocery store, in the bathroom, wherever you are. It's not just limited to that Sunday morning worship service, even though it's great, it's fantastic, you're crying, you have your notes, you have all these different things, but I feel as if the Father is now chasing after our hearts on a personal level like never before. And for those that you know feel like, please, I don't wanna have nothing to do with the church, I don't wanna step foot in a church or anything like that, the best thing that I can say is I would challenge them to have that one-on-one relationship. You, I'm not telling you to go join a church by no means. I'm not telling you that you have to have this sort of mentorship. I'll tell you in the beginning when I, of this year, when I had that, my come to Jesus moment, where I was like, it was COVID. Where I felt like, well, Lord, if I get COVID, I'm going to hell, essentially. Well, once I had that, I got serious, you know, I got really serious about it. And I prayed and I said, Lord, I want to, I really want, you know, that circle of influence. I want like a mentor. And he told me no. And I was kind of like, for real? Like, I really, I really wanted someone to kind of lead and guide me. And over time, he helped me to realize the reason why he said no was because I had an issue with being validated by people. I felt like if I had people to validate me to say, Marilyn, all right, good job. You did this. All right. You spent your time doing that. You know, this many verses, you know, that many. Okay. Now you're, that was an issue for me. And it became, that leads to performance based. And he does, he's not, God's not looking for a performer. He's looking for somebody to be real and authentic about every hurt and trauma and issue that you're dealing with. And when he told me, no, he helped me to understand, even he brought someone into my life for a season 
but then he abruptly took them out of my life, like very quickly, because he is a jealous God, meaning he doesn't want anything or no one or before him. And I started reverting back to those things of validation from people. But I'm so glad that he did it the way that he did, because I'm in a place where if I go to church, great. If I don't, you know, it doesn't take away from who I am. It doesn't take away from my relationship that I have with the Lord. I can go and get a smoothie and talk to somebody and have church right there. I could talk to somebody on a podcast interview and have church right there. You know, those are, those are limitations that we're placing on the father. So for those that feel like they don't want to, you know, it makes me upset when people have bad experiences because I'm like, gosh, dog, you've been knowing the Lord for how long? And our goal is, our number one job is to commission and bring people in. And you can't do that right. Something's wrong. You know, something's seriously wrong. You need to have an altar experience and really have that real relationship with the Lord. And I'll never forget, and this will be like the end of this little, and I've been rambling for a little bit, but <laughs> before I got to my career in marketing and PR, I was a hairstylist for 10 years. And I'll never forget at a client that came in and she told me about how she went to a church that she visited and she had one of the most traumatic experiences she's ever had. She had people that were forcefully praying over her. She had people that were just aggressive in their approach to, um, to convert her. Essentially, that's the best way I can put it mildly. And after that moment, I, I was so distraught. Like I could not believe that someone that professes to be a Christian, and I wasn't even fully committed in my relationship at that time, but I knew that this was something very delicate and I needed to use that moment as an opportunity to reach her in whatever capacity that I felt the Lord would lead me to. So I was just doing her hair. I was listening to her talking and as she's talking, I'm just praying and turn like, Lord, what do you want me to say? Like, what is it that he's like, just listen, just listen. And he really didn't have much for me to say to her. And until this day, I still haven't had a chance to say much, but that let fast forwarding to now, there are so many people that have experienced things just like she did. Maybe not in that same fashion, but they went to a building looking for a spiritual experience. And the best thing that I can tell anyone, you don't need a building to have an encounter with the Lord. You can do it right where you are. You can do it while you're listening to this podcast. You can do it while you're in your shower or while you're driving to work. You don't need someone to, yes, it's great to have somebody there with you. However, when you take that step of faith, of surrendering your life to the Lord, that's all he needs. He'll do the rest. He'll send the right people, remove the ones that are not supposed to be there in order for you to grow in the way that you're supposed to. Well, Miss Marilyn Shaw, you are amazing. You are a real joy to just have a real transparent, organic conversation with. That can be a very difficult conversation for people to have because a lot of people run from God. They run from these conversations. And sometimes, you know, we're afraid to look in the mirror and say, okay, here you are. What do we do now? Yeah. And you know, even for me, this conversation was so necessary for me just as a human being for the season that I'm in in my life right now. And I'm so thankful to you for just having this conversation with me. So if you are open to it, I would love for you to just pray with me Absolutely, for our listeners. And just, I, I just hope and pray that, you know, this message really can resonate with some people because I know for certain that I'm not the only person feeling this way. And if you can do that for us, I would greatly appreciate it. And then I'll go ahead and close this out. Absolutely. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to have a conversation and to learn and grow and to draw closer to you. Father, we thank you for this platform. We thank you for this podcast to be a vehicle 
for your kingdom. Lord, we thank you for all those that are listening, Father. We pray that this message touches their hearts and their mind and their soul to draw closer to you, Father. We thank you for even those that are just questioning and figuring out, Lord, are you truly real? Father, we're just praying that you reveal yourself to them in a very special way. We pray for hands of protection over everyone that is listening, and we pray nothing but peace and prosperity over this platform. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I love you so much. I'm so I love you too, girl. For you to have been a part of this with me. I look forward to seeing you again soon. And please, please, please let everybody know how they can keep in contact with you, how they can find you, how they can stalk you. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about your 10-day challenge, and I never even did that. So if you can just touch briefly on that, um, because I'm sure there will be more of them. Yes. Yeah. know that that we can all really benefit from your experiences and your, your growth with God. So if you could just share how we can, how we can keep in touch with you, please. I know everybody would love and appreciate that. Absolutely. So you can find me on social media at I am Marilyn Shaw. You can visit my website. I live in share.com. There are um, different Bible study series that I've done that you can go back and listen to. You can, the 10 day challenge was actually a walk and pray where you find someone to pray with you at six o'clock in the morning for however long you want to. And then you also get a journal and you write down your prayer requests and you literally just pour out to the Lord, whatever concerns and issues that you may have. And then the walking aspect is kind of a way for you to think about walking in faith and having someone with you keeps you accountable. And it also has someone to kind of really, where you're both growing together. So and you can also um, listen to the podcast at iliveandshare.com. And I just look forward to staying connected with you and seeing your platforms grow. And I'm so honored that you even reached out to really have a conversation like this. I know it's not easy, but I know that the Lord will reward you because of that. So thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of this. And I, I pray that we have another opportunity to do this again soon. So Absolutely. Thank you all for tuning in to the Welcome to the House podcast. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. I hope these things resonated with you as much as they did with me. I love you all. I hope you have an amazing evening and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning into the house. By listening, you're joining a family of unstoppable women who crave human interaction and genuine connections. We are committed to uplifting and empowering one another. Open your Instagram and head over to Handling Your Realtor to learn more about upcoming events, how to get involved, and how you can be a resource to a woman near you. Subscribe, share this episode with a friend, and tag us on your favorite social media platforms so we can make sure any woman seeking sisterhood knows her support system is only one listen away.